Back to another episode of City of Desert. I'm Father David Abernathy, and we're continuing our reading of the Philokalia, in particular, a volume entitled Writings on the Prayer of the Heart. And over these past months, we've been gradually making our way through the writings of St. Hezekiah of Jerusalem on guarding the heart or sobriety and the constant invocation of the Jesus Prayer. And uh, we're coming to the end of the text now. And Hezekiah begins to speak of some of the fruits that begin to emerge from this practice. One is that it is light-giving that illuminates the mind and the heart. One begins to experience a kind of knowledge and vision of God. Uh, and also oh, the uh, practitioner becomes uh, a contemplative in this regard, that uh, the more and more that he engages in the guarding of the senses and the constant calling upon the name of Jesus, the, the more he is immersed in the intimacy of contemplation. And uh, we'll also be looking at uh, the continuing battle with the evil one, how we can be easily seduced away from, from these fruits. And uh, Hezekiah continues to give us means to fight in this battle. We're picking up this uh, afternoon with uh, paragraph 171, if you're following along in the text, and it's page 314 of the, of the book. So paragraph 171. The guarding of the mind is rightly and worthily called light-giving, producer of lightning, source of light and bearer of fire, for it truly exceeds all the greatest bodily virtues, no matter how many a man may have. Therefore, it behooves us to call this virtue by the most exalted names for the radiant lights born of it. Its lovers are transformed by the power of Jesus Christ from wicked sinners, evil men, ignorant, foolish, unrighteous into righteous, good, pure, saintly, and wise men. And not only that, they begin also to contemplate mysteries and to speak in the knowledge of God. Becoming contemplatives, they make their abode in this pure and infinite light. They touch it in an ineffable manner, live and act by it, since they have tasted the goodness of the Lord. And so, often within the writings of the Eastern Fathers, this is how they begin to speak of the contemplative light. They begin, or I'm sorry, the contemplative life, uh, an individual begins to share in the light of God himself. And that means sharing in the knowledge of God and the things of the, of the kingdom. And so even if a person had led a dissolute life, uh, if they have entered into this practice as fully as Hezekiah describes, they are raised up to the heights of con contemplation. He goes on to say, Thus the word of the divine David becomes fulfilled in the angelic beings. Surely the righteous shall give thanks unto thy name. 
the upright shall dwell in thy presence. And indeed, they alone truly invoke the Lord and confess him and always love to commune with him since they love him. So a deeper and deeper love for God begins to emerge. They become angelic in their lifestyle, uh, not only desiring constantly to, to praise God and to be in his presence, but in reality doing so. In paragraph 172, uh, he begins to uh, encourage us not to let down our guard. And in the battle to maintain this state, he even uh, speaks of whipping the temptations or the seductions of the devil uh, within us, uh, much like Jesus driving out the uh, money changes from the temple, that uh, our, our house, that is our hearts, are to be a, a house of prayer. And so anything that would seek to enter into them, contrary to this purpose, should be treated in a forceful fashion. And so in paragraph 172, he writes, Woe to the inner from the outer, for the inner man suffers much from the outer senses. But when he suffers something, he must use a whip against these outer senses. He who does what is needful, according to the letter, has already understood what is needful, in a, needful according to theory. And so one who understands the, the danger of such thoughts and what comes to us from the outer, he describes, from in and through our, our senses, uh, has to be dealt with and dealt with immediately and vigorously. In 173, he writes, Our fathers say that if our inner man keeps sobriety, he has the strength to preserve his outer man as well. They also say that we and the wicked demons commit sins jointly. The demons merely present to the mind pictures of the sins they wish us to commit, painting them in thoughts or fantasies. But we commit sins both inwardly in thoughts and, and outwardly in deeds. Since the demons have no carnal bodies, they prepare torment for us and for themselves solely by means of thoughts, wiles, and seductions. But if these wicked ones had carnal bodies, they would sin unceasingly in deeds also, since their will is always evil and ready to commit wickedness. And so we have to understand it in the spiritual life that even though the, the demons can only draw us into these outward sins through uh, means of thoughts, wiles, and seductions, that uh, if they could, they would drive us constantly into sin, that this is their nature, and we have to understand that in regard to guarding our hearts, that we have to be as relentless as, as they are in seeking to avoid sin. In paragraph 174, he brings us back to the most important element in this struggle, and that is the prayer of the heart. He writes, The prayer of the heart to the Lord routs them and turns their temptations to dust. For Jesus, God and Son of God, if constantly and diligently invoked by us, does not allow them even to begin introducing sin into us, what is called suggestion. He does not let them present any kind of image in the mirror of our mind, nor to say a single word to the heart. 
If no kind of image finds its way into the heart then, as we have said, it will also be empty of all thought. For it is through thoughts that the demons habitually hold secret converse with the soul and cite it to evil. And so again, Hezekiah reminds us that uh, the recitation of the Jesus prayer must be something that is constant for us. It is this, the calling on the name of the Lord, that gives us the greatest strength in the spiritual battle, but also promises to free us from the demon's attack. That once his name is called upon, the ability for them to seduce us through such thoughts, images, and fantasies uh, disappears. And so, above all, we want to cultivate this uh, uh, practice of prayer, uh, to pray it unceasingly throughout the day, even in the midst of our labors. In paragraph 175, he continues by saying, Thus ceaseless prayer keeps our mental air free from the dark clouds and winds of the spirits of evil. And when the air of the heart is pure, there is nothing to prevent the divine light of Jesus shining in it, as long as we are not puffed up by pride and vanity, conceit and a boasting showing off, and we do not strive towards the unattainable and are not therefore deprived of Christ's help. For Christ, being the image of humility, hates all those things. And so we can have a great boldness in Christ in this battle, confident, though, in the power of his name, that we must give great care that uh, even as we are practicing sobriety and even as we are practicing uh, the Jesus prayer, that we, we don't become puffed up think or attribute this uh, ability to our own uh, strength or our own will. All things come to us only through Christ. And uh, so we are to imitate him above all in his humility. And finally, in paragraph 176, Hezekiah tells us, So let us practice prayer and humility, those two weapons with which, together with sobriety, spiritual warriors are themselves against the demons as with a flaming sword. If we live thus, we shall be able to hold in our heart a secret feast of rejoicing every day and every hour. And so we are to be warriors and to engage in this battle constantly, uh, making use of this prayer, but again, the humility uh, of Christ. And if we do so, This is where our greatest joy comes for us. The joy of the Christian is the joy of the kingdom. It is the joy of freedom from sin and living in the light of Christ. It is not a a worldly joy. And, And so as we conclude this episode, let us keep this in mind, that what we are seeking is that which is above And it does not promise us consolation here below, but the the hope of the kingdom. Thank you again for joining us for this episode of City of Desert. If you have any questions, feel free to contact us, and I'll try to respond to you as quickly as I can or within the next episode. Uh, Thank you, and we'll see you soon.